Hello and welcome to the Wizards of Drivel podcast. What a week, or rather, what a couple of days. As Stoke City have seen signings come and go, players leave who we're sad about, some arrive who we're curious about to discuss this and more. Uh, me, of course, being Chris Brammer, I have George Weaver. How are you this Wednesday night? <laughs> I'm great, thanks, Chris. Um, yeah, it's nice to see some people to be curious about, even if apparently now like 70% of our squad is on loan. But, you know, it's all fun. Yeah, all all fun, all Mad, mad fun. I suppose we should start by uh, at least reflecting on the fact that we we won at the weekend. We won in the FA Cup. It was a very decent result, a 3-1 win. Um, Nice and competent as well. That's the best you can hope for, really, at Stoke these days, to call something competent. Uh, No, a good good result, a good result. Um, Although, albeit that, I don't know, are we really judging these type of games? It could have been a banana skin, I guess. Right, George, are you happy? Yeah, yeah, I think I'm happy. I I would sort of took some people from, you know, some friends from work who've never really been to Stoke before. And they kept saying, you know, well, what are you angry about? Or what are you worried about? You're one nil up. <laughs> and I was I just said, you know, winning for Stoke, all it, all it means if we're winning is that we're just getting closer to the point where we lose. And then it, as soon as it went 1-1, I thought, well, that's it, isn't it? That's game over. I may as well put another 100 quid on Stevenage. But as we did against Reading, we scored some goals at the right time and kind of that helps us quite a lot to stop, you know. We didn't concede stupid goals against Reading. And then the stupid goal we did concede on Saturday, on Sunday, rather, we scored a screamer straight away. So, yay? Hmm. Yay. Yeah, when, let's go with that. When when is the right time to score a goal, George? <laughs> At some point between the first and final whistle, I think. Okay, that's the best I can get. Always, always good, always good. <laughs> as long we, as we're uh, not already two 0 down, that's a bonus. Yeah, goals from Jacob Brown, uh, Josh Lawrence. Oh, the Lawrence goal's good. Oh, it's a nice little goal, isn't it? It was bloody um, lovely. I was really glad they got that camera angle from just behind it as well, so you could watch it go in. That was yeah, like, that was yeah. the best bit. It's yeah, from a yeah, watching it back, it is so. We I think we use the word aesthetically pleasing a lot on this uh, on this podcast, but it was. It's it's nice. It's a nice goal. Um, and yeah, as you say, a penalty as well in the 80th minute. Through to the next round, Brighton again. Do we care? It's nice, but. It will be nice. It gives us some money. I don't know if it gives us enough money to actually be worth it, but maybe we're actually at the point now where that kind of money is worth it. <laughs> we used to be at the FM level where you ignore, like on Football Manager, you ignore the inbox where it says you've earned 30 grand for winning a cup tie. <laughs> but I feel like now we're kind of back down to the point where we have to listen to that and go, oh, yay, that's another person's wages. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> we're hoping for a big a big club in the next round to get some good TV money or something like that. Um, I mean, it's one of those, isn't it? It would have perhaps been nice to have a big cl- team just for a 
like the FA Cup is a is a non-factor, and so just to enjoy the day, Brighton. It's I mean, it's one of those, isn't it? Like you don't really expect us to win, and it's not exactly like a nice. Day. We're we're at home, aren't we? It's not even a day out down the coast. Yeah, I think the only good thing is that I'm glad we're being knocked out by Brighton mm. instead of humiliatingly being knocked out by Stevenage or. I can't even remember who we played in the Hartlepool, that was the one. Hmm. I just I just fully assumed one of those would knock us out and it would be confidence gone completely. But it's <laughs> nice that you know we can lose against Brighton and go, well, they are, you know, one of the best teams in the in the top division at the minute. So Yeah. I'd quite like Brighton to win it if I mean they they probably won't. It'll be like Man City, won't it? But it'd be nice. It'd be nice. <laughs> They're just it always they, is, isn't it? It always is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like why? Why even get your hopes up for anything in football anymore? It's just Man City will win it, um, presumably. Who knows? Uh, Saying you were talking about the finances, the finances uh, that we, we used to not care about, but now we do. Um, finances were a big factor yesterday on transfer deadline day, as we've known it was coming for a while, but we sadly said goodbye to Harry Suter, who made a reportedly. Fifteen million pound plus add-ons move to Leicester. I say reportedly because the club have regarded it as uh, what? What's the phrase they use? Uh, un, un, undisclosed. No, un, undisclosed. That was. I was going to say undeclared, that's and that's that's not right. <laughs> um, yes, which is a clever way of the club going. Well, we're not telling you how much it was because we don't want other people to know how much money we have. Um, Fifteen million pounds. So we'll, we'll start. Let's start with with Suter then. Um, I've seen a lot of discussion about whether have have is fifteen million pounds a good figure figure for him. Uh, some people on uh, one of the various Facebook groups that I am a member of uh, were not happy with it. They felt that we should have got more for Nathan Collins, and that if we should have got more for him, we should definitely have got more for for Harry Souter. Uh, what do you think? Fifteen million pounds plus Adams. Yeah, uh, for me, for me, I think. As long as there's some sort of, you know, sell-on clause, I'm assuming is in that. I think that's probably about right. Um, he's a really good player. Was one of the best defenders in the league before he got injured. He's just come back from a 12-month injury. I mean, granted, he had an excellent World Cup, but he's a championship player for a team that needs to sell. No matter what Alex Neal says, I'm I'm still pretty much of the belief that we probably need to sell. Um, so, yeah, I think it's fine. And I quite like that we're now a team that takes money for its good young players at the right sort of time Mm -hmm. and takes good money for them and then reinvests it. Um, I'm hoping that at some point we might reinvest it like we did with Collins. Uh, Um, You know. But it is Stoke, so you never know. We We could build another Ricardos with the money or something, I don't. I have no idea at this point. I mean, we have no idea what the big financial hole is in the club, let's be honest. That could have gone straight away to try and fix something. Um, mm. it, yeah, I, I, I mean, I completely agree. I think that as much as it almost pains me, I don't think you were ever going to get more than this. Like, this was the, this was the point to sell him. He's come off the back of a World Cup where he's increased his, like, 
not notoriety that makes him sound bad but increased is like people know about him like i don't think in the summer we would have got much more for him especially like if we were just finishing middle of the table it's not exactly like i don't know he's shown to be i mean he is a good player he's a grand player but i don't think six months down the line it's gonna that the value is going to have, have have gone up essentially 15 million pounds as you say it's what it's kind of where we're at in terms of selling players now. Like I think, to just... be honest, other than other than teams that have immediately gone down into the into the championship, I think I think that the record transfer is probably I think it's Jude Bellingham for like twenty million or something. Yeah, and if Jude yeah. Bellingham's going for twenty million, then with, I can't with really res- be asking. Yeah, for much with more. respect to Mister Suter, um, he may go on to be be incredible, but he's also older than Jude Bellingham and probably not in the same conversation. Um, Absolutely not. Yeah. But with his loss and him going um, and a few others gone as well, like, have we got any of the original loan players anymore? <laughs> Who have we got? We have, uh, Smallbone. Kept... Smallbone. Yeah. One of the ones yeah. that we all thought would probably go back at some point. Mm. And everyone was kind of screaming to go back. Uh, who's yeah. actually done pretty well recently in co- in a couple of games, and then yeah, we've still yeah. got Smallburn, we've still got Sterling, we've now yes. so that's one of the three players we signed to play right wing back <laughs> uh, at the start of the season. We got rid of the other two, and then signed another player on loan to play right wing back. Mm. So yeah, I think that makes no. In fact, we got rid of the, the other yeah the other two. I think that makes five players we've now signed this season to play right back. <laughs> Listen, which is always the sign of a great transfer policy <laughs> it's it, to, to bring back to to football manager it it it, it smells of those transfer windows where you just haven't really thought it through and you just go oh god that one's available now i'll go for that one uh, it does not streak uh it does not speak of sitting with a notepad and planning out your your, your no. formation, or what, no, no, no. sort of one of the older football managers where you're trying to find a fullback who can cross and dribble, and they just mm-hmm. don't really exist. So you no. <laughs> kind of sign one with ten, and then you find one with eleven, and you go, "Oh, okay, I'll get him as well." Then I guess. <laughs> um, yeah. So Kilkenny's gone, but we have brought in several players since we last. Well, no, not since we last spoke. No, actually, yes, since we last spoke. Yes, since I... I, Oh, I have no idea. Time is... uh, Who knows? Okay, so, pronunciation time. Here we go. I've got my notepad with phonetic pronunciation. We have uh, brought in, on in goal, uh, from Wolverhampton Wanderers, Mattia Sarkic. Have I got that right? Mattia. Mattia. Yep, whatever. Uh, goalkeeper from Wolves. We knew that was a position that uh, Neil wanted to, to, well, recruit in, um, especially after Bursic went. Um, difficult to know if we're what to think of that one. In fact, a lot of these are kind of unknowns. What do you think? Yeah, that one? I, I quite like the Sarkic one. He looks. It, it seems pretty clear to me that we were after Dan Bentley, who eventually went to Wolves, um, and we've kind of gone, oh, we'll. Can we have yours then, if that's all right? <laughs> um, but yeah, he seems to have good reviews from Birmingham. He won their player of the season, didn't he, after half a season there? So either Birmingham are that bad, or or he's he's got a bit of decent 
pedigree behind him. Yeah. I, yeah. I think at this point, I kind of, looking at how poor our goalkeeping department is, a normal goalkeeper will do. Just a normal, innocent human being in there. <laughs> exactly. That's all we want. An innocent, an innocent goalkeeper. So he so he came in, Sarkic came in on the 25th. On the 26th, uh, Bursant Selina from Dijon has come in on loan. Um, I believe winger. He played, didn't he? he played, did he play? He did. He yeah, did. yeah, he played on Sunday. And by all accounts, people were quite, yeah, okay, okay. He, he seems all right. Um, again, let me get your thoughts instantly on on that loan signing. Uh yeah, I'm happy. I think he looked. Um, he, granted, he was playing against Stevenage, and in the first half, they gave him a lot of space to do what he wanted to do. But he also, the things he wanted to do were really fun. So, he's he's comfortable getting the ball. He likes sort of trying those little passes that might get someone in, but they also might not work. So. I hope we're patient with him. But yeah, I, I like the look of him. He's the kind of player that we don't have at the minute, I don't think, besides maybe Powell. So mm. that's always positive. Yeah, de- yeah, definitely. Another creative outlet is sorely uh, lacking in the club. So it is, it's, yeah, decent. With all these loan signings, it's kind of, with them being loans, you just feel like they're temporary fixes, although you never know what can happen in the summer. But I think, yeah, I think with Selena, do we have, I think we have an option to buy, if I remember right, which is nice. I can't imagine it's going to be a lot of money, Mm. given where he's kind of come from and where the other sort of clubs he's been at. Um, Mm. But yeah, I think he's one of those ones that is definitely not a risk to take on loan for the season and could be really useful. Yes. Uh, Another really useful player announced a day later uh for another one from Wolverhampton. Uh it was Kiana Hoover, the right back, another player who football manager players like to sign. Um I'll, I'll be honest, that one I'm kind of like, yeah, okay, that's a decent signing based purely on my virtual knowledge of the lad. Um again, another player to play right back. That's interesting. Uh <laughs> but but yeah, I, like that one I, I was quite like oh okay that's cool that's cool uh, happy yeah i think he's a strange one cuz he's in terms of his talent i think he seems like he's clearly better than us <laughs> but there's been a lot of question marks people have come up with in the past few weeks and his manager at wolves bruno lager at the time said similar that he's got a fair attitude on him mm. going from what you know it's mm. quite rare for a manager to come out and say well, I'm not working with him if he doesn't want to work hard. Yeah. So maybe, you know, maybe coming to Stoke-on-Trent is rock bottom. Well, um, I can't... Im- and it knocks you know, him back up. I can't imagine that Alex Neal suffers fools gladly. Like, I can't... No. He very much doesn't seem like he does, does he? And No. I think with Sterling there already, who seems, despite his injury problems, seems a fairly solid right back or right wing back. Mm. I I think Hoover is that sort of the sort of player that could be useful. And if it doesn't go well, it doesn't go well. It's kind of fine. Yeah. We're not entirely reliant on him, but also with the quality he's got at previous clubs, he could turn out to be great. Well, this is it. He's he's he is quality. There is that 
there isn't a doubt. He, he does have quality. Um, but as you say, we've got 20,000 other players who can play right back. So so it's no no big loss if he has a tantrum. Um, uh, then we'll move on. Deadline day yesterday. Uh, Harry Suter left quite late on, quite late on that it was announced. But clearly, to quote uh, Tony Pulis, who has now retired. I hope he has a nice retirement. We had many irons in the fire. Uh, we, uh, Harry Suter was gone, but then pronunciation Axel to to Anzebe. Yes, <laughs> to Anzebe. That's right. Yeah, I think Excellent. I got it. I think I got it. <laughs> uh, from, uh, from Manchester United. Um, again, feels like a temporary fix with a loan to quickly cover it, cover the fact that we've lost Harry Suter, but he is, and you may disagree. But I feel like we may not, he may be rubbish. We may not sign him in the summer, whatever. But this feels very similar to like a Ben Wilmot type situation to me where we've sold a player and if he was to come in on a more permanent basis, he is that young player, hasn't quite cut it at the level above, don't know when he will get the playtime at a Man United, kick off your career down a division. Um, Again, I, I've heard of, I've heard of him. No idea what his pedigree is, but yeah, what's your thoughts on 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 him? Yeah, it's interesting. I've got, I've sort of heard mixed reviews from Villa fans where he was on loan a, a couple of seasons ago, but I think he's he's pretty well regarded. Um, it does quite, it does sound a lot like the the sort of Wilmot deal, even though he's a little bit older than that. Um, I think it seems like what might be happening, which is something Pete Smith alluded to, was that. We do have seven loans, and you can only have five in a match day squad. The likelihood is that we might try and make a couple of those permanent in the next few weeks. Oh, okay. Which apparently means you can, as long as they're already registered for your for your club, you can just go. Well, now they're not alone. Oh, them. apparently, I wasn't something I'd heard of until Pete tweeted it either, but. Apparently that's similar to what Neil did at Preston. So you might assume right. that that could happen. Um, and presumably with not long left on his contract, Twan Zebe might be, might be one of those. Yeah. Um, I, I think he's, I, I think he, he looks like a decent signing. I'm a bit, I felt like we needed another center back as well. Mm-hmm. And there were sort of rumors about Cresswell, but Twan Zebe himself, I'm, I'm, I think I'm pretty happy with. Mm. It's just that, that, niggling feeling that we're one injury away from Phil Jagielka playing another 20 games or Morgan He's Fox get- in a centre-back pairing or Jagielka is getting a contract at the end of the season. He is staying forever. <laughs> I am, I'm convinced. I'm convinced that he's just never leaving and never retiring. He's just here forever. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I, there was uh, calls. In fact, bear, do you know what? No. I was going to say I'll read you some people's thoughts, but we'll talk about the last signing first. It's mm-hmm. a name that we all know, and it's a name that I believe you've been doing a bit of tweeting about on your on your analytics and stuff. Uh, Joe Allen. Joe. No, <laughs> but interestingly, that is how that is who Ben Pearson has been compared to, who comes in from Bournemouth on a loan, very much a favourite of Alex Neal. Um, rumoured as soon as Alex Neal got here that he was a player that he would like to bring in. Um, 
again, seen a lot of people say that they're happy to have that bite in midfield. Seen a lot of people, some people say that they're not happy because they think that they don't, they don't really like him. Uh, yeah. Ben Pearson then that is the, that is a, a name, a name that we know. What do you think? It is. Yes, it is. Uh, I think I liked the way that um, Tom explained it when he called him the evil Joe Allen. <laughs> and I think that's kind of what, you know, you, you mentioned, I've done a, look, a little bit of looking into how he plays and he looks like he's a bit better positionally than Joe Allen. So he doesn't do as much tackling, but that generally tends to be because he's not running around like a blue ass fly. Um, And I think he's a lot better on the ball as well. He's got a much larger passing range than Allen. He likes to play the ball straight into the strikers really quickly, but not just hoofing it forward. Um, so yeah, he might be really interesting one to see what happens to the two who play in front of him, whether that sticks with, you know, Baker and Lauren or Lauren and Smallbone or something like that. Mm. Um, but it might just free up the other two in midfield to do a little bit more of contributing to the attacking mm. phase, which I think is something that we've really struggled with. I remember, I think, was it red in a way? The game where Bonham said it bounced too high. God, I'm remembering that now. That game, I remember we tried to play with sort of two midfielders pushing really, really wide and trying to, you know, overload on the wings. And whoever was sat in defensive midfield just got completely overrun. Uh, I think that might be the reason that Pearson, or that might be the sort of position that Pearson slips into. Um, so yeah, he's he's quite a useful one, if not an exciting one, I think. As long as it doesn't bounce too high again, yeah, he's he's a functional signing, I would say. Um, he's a team signing more than a player signing. Yeah, yeah, but he, but saying that, he's probably the one that because he's that little bit older. Because so we've seen him play for quite a while now. We've played against him a few times. You kind of like, well, for me anyway, I'm kind of like, well, I know what to expect with you, and I I get where that fits in with our team. Um, the others are kind of like unknown elements, but Pearson, it's I'm I'm fairly confident I know what he will be like. Yeah, I think he just slots. You know, he he'll. I would imagine he's probably going to play almost every game. He's mm. going to slot into that role that sort of Jordan Thompson's been taking. Jordan Thompson's been taking up Aww. or trying to take up, and I just think he just does it better. I think that's about that's about what we'll be looking at. Um, it's nice because we can let him do that and let everyone hate him and let him become evil and everyone else can be nice. Mm. But as well, because he's been evil for us, we'll like him. It's kind oh, of yeah, like... exactly, yeah. It, it, it's the James McLean effect. <laughs> like, like, he's... Oh, everyone else hates him, but he's ours, so we'll like him. Yeah, exactly yeah. that. I The first crunch and tackle that he makes by the booth and end is going to be fantastic to listen to. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'm going to ask you in a second, George, mm-hmm. your thoughts on the window as a whole, but I'll give you some, uh, I asked the question earlier on wizards, Twitter. I said, uh, lots right. Alex Neal's first window in the club done and dusted, blah, 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 blah. blah. How are you feeling? Has it been good, bad, etc. Some replies from, from you, 
be a listener. At Stokerman1 says, much better loans than the ones we did in the summer. Actually proven players. Uh, Johnny Powell says, very, very good in Alex we trust. Clap, clap, clap. Nigel, however, says that it was average. Uh, Lee Hawthorne of Duck Magazine Parish says, uh, more balance in the engine room where we have been pushovers for too long, with a bit more bite in there and more solidity between the sticks. Existing players could well flourish now. Bet Alex Neal has his eyes on summer shopping, though. Um, I agree. Uh, let's do uh, some, some more. Uh, SCFC82 says, still worried about centre-backs. Surely the plan since Suter's injury hasn't been to sign a low player at the last minute. Spoiler, there was no plan. <laughs> uh, we got some others. Would love to have seen a striker... A uh, good window, don't get the moaning, but that's just classic Stoke fans. Uh, <laughs> we've got uh, someone echoing what you said. Good, but we should have got Cresswell as well. Um, indifferent, we are still short at centre-back. Winger would have been good, but an 8 out of 10 window. Uh, proof will be in the pudding. Still of the opinion, we have undersold Suter as we did Collins. Some of the incomings appear promising and there's loads i'll be honest loads i'm like there's just thousands not thousands there's like 40 <laughs> there's like 47 that's still a lot of replies that's thousands for, for us isn't it uh, that's that's a lot of replies for a wednesday morning i will say that some of you need to stop being on twitter <laughs> no don't come and chat to us more <laughs> um, so yes uh mixed bag there people thinking it's great people eh, indifferent what would you how, how are you feeling now alex neil's first transfer window is done uh for me a lot of it is going to be based on whether we do make two signings permanent i think if we've actually brought in seven loans or we've actually got seven loan signings to be seven loans and only you know five of them can make the squad then i'll be very very worried about what our financial situation must be um but working off the presumption that two will become permanent i think i echo quite a lot of what's said there I think probably signals that the fact that we didn't get a striker probably signals that he's more likely to look at the four at the back um, in some games particularly with Selena because I don't see where Selena fits in in a five um, but yeah they're all they're all sort of players that we didn't really already have and I quite like that um as much as I've sort of spent a couple of years extolling the virtues of, you know, we need to be smart, we need to make clever signings, we need to be, you know, not just splashing the cash around. The second we got rid of Suter, I did think, oh God, I wish we'd spend 10 million on someone who's really fun. <laughs> so <laughs> so think... mildly disappointed, but yeah. Do you think, because I'm just reading now and, and uh, Keezy on Twitter has given the the window a four out of ten at best. Sign no replacement for Suter on a on a permanent. Uh, whilst Axel might be, he is made of Weetabix. We knew the money for Harry Suter was coming in and had nothing prepared. Now, just on that, I'm looking at that and thinking, do you think Sir Sir Alex always used to say that the January window was was a was always a bad market to conduct your permanent business in. It was it, it isn't designed for that. Do you think it's a case of Harry Suit has gone on the last thing? We haven't had anything permanent lined up because really those players aren't there and that they're gonna look for a better deal in the summer. Because that's how I assume it's just a case of the summer is the big time to to get the re- Harry Suit a replacement in. 
Yeah, I think that's fair. I saw someone sort of complain along these lines before about the fact that come the summer, we're going to have, you know, what was it, 10, 12, 13 players contracted. Mm. And I actually think that's probably quite a good way to run a championship club at this level. We sort of, we don't have the money to keep people on long contracts. And it's quite good that every year we can kind of, we have the space to be able to build build and bring people in. I imagine that's what's going to happen. Um, I do think Tuanzibi might well sign permanently anyway. Mm. Um, but I definitely don't see us keeping Fox and Jagielka around. Well, maybe Jagielka because it's Stoke, but I don't see us keeping people like Fox around for any longer than the summer. I think for Alex Neal now, this is kind of a job of, you know, keep us up, get us on a nice run if you can. And then in the summer, actually build the squad you want now that we've got at least a level footing, you would assume, with all the other teams in the division. You would hope. You would hope anyway. But I, th- I, I agree. I think that that champion, we are a certified championship club now. And that is how these teams are ran. Like you're not signing players particular you're not signing loads of players to long term deals. You try and secure your core team and then build around them every year. Some players will come for a season or two and then will go on a will go on a free. And uh, to be honest, that's where a lot of business is conducted. It isn't necessarily yeah. all about transfer fees. It's that's that's the market we now operate in, essentially. Exactly. Um, I to be honest, and I think you look at the players that are staying and the ones that are on contracts. It's, it is the core of the team. It is our best players aside from Powell. Um, you know, the, the people with the longer contracts are Wilmot, Tyrese, uh, Josh time and Josh Laurent Baker. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it is the better players we've got. Um, yep. Yeah. I can, I can see why we haven't spent big this window. Mm-hmm. And I'm very glad we haven't gone around and spent, you know, 10 million on Ross Stewart that was people were talking yes. about earlier in the window that oh god that would have things like yeah, that would have been that, really scary that's yeah that would have that yeah you can't and and we criticize the club a lot but I do feel like at least they've not done that at least they've not been that financially irresponsible they've been irresponsible elsewhere but they are even if we don't like it, they they are seemingly operating within certain confines at this moment in time. Um, just looking now, mm-hmm. you're right. There is there's there's a ton of players out of contract in the summer, and do you know what? Like the likes of Morgan Fox, can't see him staying. Sam Klukas, no. Nick Powell, that's going to be an interesting one. Um, mm-hmm. whether whether Alex Neal likes him around. Oh, all questions for the for the future. Out of ten, then, what would you rate this window? Oh, I don't know what to give it as a number. Can I rate it fine out of ten? You can okay. If is if that about have... a five or a six? A fine. I think a fine. We'll go back to football manager terms. <laughs> if a player, if a player is having a fine performance, they're usually on like a six point four. So. I think that yeah, that's... we'll go with something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if they're six point nine, I'm substituting them. If they're seven, they're staying on. Mm. That's where we're at. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> I agree. 
I agree. And <laughs> I was going to go off on a tangent, but we don't have the time. There's no time. No time <laughs> for it. It's fine. Um, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Um, any other business you want to discuss while we're here on this Wednesday night? Um, nothing specific. I do have the uh, the end of podcast question for the listeners. Oh, uh, yes. If we're towards the end. We are. We are. We've got two minutes to go. So throw it at them. Perfect. Okay. So answers below, please. Would you rather fall in love with a donkey that had human brains? So it was a, you know, a normal human within a donkey. Or would you rather fall in love with a human that had a donkey's brains? Any answers below, please. Um, we really do want to hear what your opinion is. Mm. Mm. I, yeah, you've got me thinking it's, now. It's one to mull it, over, isn't it? It is one to mull over because instantly when you say a donkey, but with a human brain, I'm like, well, we've, I've, I've seen the. You've seen donkeys from, with a human brain. I've seen, the, I've seen, I've seen Shrek. <laughs> I have seen, like, I know. <laughs> so I know what that looks See, like. I think that's a donkey with a magical donkey brain, though. I think that's different to a, you know, you, this would be falling in love with, uh, I don't know, a Angela regular... 43 from The Office, but with a, the body of a donkey. <laughs> Good question. Good question there for you, dear listeners. Right, let's wrap this thing up. George, thank you ever so much for joining me. Thank you very much, Chris. It's been lovely. <laughs> and thank you, you listening out there, presumably, for <laughs> joining us as well. Uh, we will be back hopefully soon. Uh, but until then, go on, I think. Stoke. <laughs>